The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, Heckma Harrison, and Newey Scruggs. It's Thursday in the SWBC Mortgage Studios, yes, home uh, of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm with my compadres, but you know what we're doing. You're rocking with the best. I am Heckman Harrison, and at the desk, per usual, two former players, Danny McCray, NBC, the place to be, Barry Church, is up in here, up in here. Fellas, how y'all feeling today? Feeling good. Feeling good. Got me a little workout in in between, you know, sets. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful day out here. It's a beautiful Mentors day out here. Mentals are great right now. Mentors I ain't going to lie to you. I'm about to complain for a second. Bro. What's, what's going on, man? Him? What you got going on, man? This three-year-old be whining Woo. and crying more than I ever heard so, in my life. Bro, 545 this morning, she said, hey, I want. My, can I have my iPad? I said, no, bro. For the next 15 minutes, all of her was this. Mm, daddy, I want my iPad. Mm, daddy, I want my iPad. I'm like, I'm about to put your time out. <laughs> I'm about to put your time out. You can't come do, on, bro. Let can't your do time out at 5:45 in the morning. The time think, out get off. You think I did? Okay. Well, you you that. well I told, she said she want to go to the pumpkin patch, so now I act like I'm calling the pumpkin patch and, and telling them the that we ain't coming. <laughs> Oh, oh she be losing it. Oh, oh, you, oh no, Daddy, no! I barely had to pick. I be like, I'm looking for the phone. She be like, No, Daddy, no! Every time somebody, I'm gonna tell you, shady, that work, that right there works to about eight, and then it's like. Call the pumpkin pasty. Oh, <laughs> I got five more years to run that skin. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm straight. Five more years to run your game on the pumpkin pasty. Five forty-five. Bro, oh, bro, talk about mad. Ooh, I you said we got so mad. We was like, we're going to get up. It's, it's over with <laughs> then. Go ahead, get up. Man, ain't getting back in there. Go ahead, get up. Hey, man. Well, uh, the Players Lounge sponsored by Tostitos, the official chip and dip of the mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. But as we always start this thing, man, we started out with a mental check, and man, your boy Chandler Jones is is a reason why you better check on your people. What's All going right? on over there? I have man. no idea. That's why I'm checking on y'all. D-Mac, I'm going to start with you. How are you? Uh, is, was that the mental check-in right yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, no. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I ain't on no QAnon conspiracy stuff like my man. I'm alright. I'm okay. It's part of parenthood. I understand that's what it is. That's why she go to school. Alright? So I get I get a long time without dropping off at her grandma's house after this. So, no. yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to be alright. Yeah. We're going to be alright. We're going to be alright today. Yeah, yeah, We're going to be, be alright. Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> no, mental is amazing. Mentals are amazing. Uh, like I said, I got a little workout in. I can great. see your bicep right there. Yeah, yeah, see yeah, a little something going on. But, you know, feel great, man. What about you? Heck, how we doing over here? Man, I'm good. Thursday? I came in here in the suit because every Thursday you, like last Thursday, He's you came in here yeah. with, the, the, you know, the light-skinned Obama uh, <laughs> the suit. walking on. on. I had to walk it on. <laughs> yeah. So I said, I, I'm going to come in here like I got some respect for myself. Yeah, at least put on a jacket. Yeah, but no, man, everything is good. Last night, my son had a game. And I'm going to tell y'all, man, when y'all, you, you got a son, you're on your way to having one. Uh, Come on. <laughs> Put it out there. Put it out there. You know, but I'm telling y'all, man, <laughs> if, if, when you have kids that play sports, it's the hardest thing in the world just to keep your patience. I'm telling you, so pray for me. I will pray for you. Uh, man, scored a touchdown last night with a lot of stuff going on with that, but I'm good. Uh oh. Hip is all right. Yeah, hip is great. Hip is great, man. The boy is uh, doing his thing. But. 
Let's talk about, man, I got two defensive guys here, so we're going to talk about mm-hmm. defense this entire uh, show today. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to wrap this up. Yeah, because ain't like our offensive line practices. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> I ain't gonna get, we're not going to get to no depressive content, all right? Um, but let's talk about this Cowboys defense versus the Pats offense. Obviously, last week, not to bring up old stuff, the Cardinals pretty much had their way with this defense. I mean, mm-hmm. it, the running game was – Null and void. Uh, 222 yards mm. on the ground for mm. the Cardinals. And everybody now is starting to question Dan Quinn. But I know one man that still says, and Dan Quinn, we trust. But That's when fast. it comes to this running game, it, the defensive running games, getting those stops, what does Dan Quinn have to do stylistically, schematically, to get these uh, to get the job done on Sunday? I mean, listen, without me knowing the full scheme, I, I don't want to sit and act like I know everything Dan Quinn doing. To me, what I've seen is uh, – you got to be more technically sound, okay? So if you're going to continue running uh, D-line stunts, right, where the guys are spiking in, going into the gap, this in- they line up on the gap outside, then go into the inside gap. If you're going to do that, then your linebackers have to be able to cover those guys when the linemen start to pull uh, from the other side of the formation. So you can't be a step late. I imagine that's probably what they worked on for the entirety of this week and yes, continue, will continue to work on all the way through up through the game because if you don't, there's going to be a lot of power, which has a pulling guard, a lot of trap, a lot of counter, a lot of that from Ezekiel Elliott and Stevenson until you find out, until they find out if you can stop it or not. And even when they find out if you can stop it or not, you can guarantee you're going to continue seeing it because when you when you plan schemes like that, it only takes one person to be out of position for it to become a big play. That's it. Right? And you saw it multiple times when we played against the Arizona Cardinals. It's just one guy who got reached, and then all of a sudden the gap is so big that it's just a safety and that runner one-on-one. And if they miss that tackle, it's a 40, 50-yard game, possibly a touchdown. So – I think that Dan Quinn's going to get it right. I think some of the schemes that he runs is, is going to help fix that. I think we may see a little less stunting. line stunting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think you'll see a lot more, hey, man, uh, hit, separate with your hands, play your gap, and then earn the right to rest the pass, your, pass on third and long. I think that's what we'll see this week. DC? I'm with Danny on this one. Um, when you talk about the stunts and how the scheme is going, um, they, they got punched in the mouth. I mean, that's plain and simple. Arizona punched this team dead in the mouth, and they weren't able to respond. So hopefully this week they can respond. But to me, it, it kind of goes back to Rob Marinelli's days when we were when we were with uh, Rob Marinelli as our defensive coordinator. Sometimes you just got to play man on man, you know, bone on bone football, pause, but you got to do that sometimes. I mean, sometimes you just got to say our guys are better than your guys. And I understand what we're going with with Dan Quinn's defense and a lot of stunting, and it, it is, it's been beneficial. Don't get me wrong. Dan Quinn is still one of the best defensive minds in the National Football League. That's what makes his defense so special when you talk about getting after the passer or these stunts that they have going and Michael Parsons flashing in and out. But sometimes when a team is just – wanting to dominate you on the ground, sometimes you just got to be like, hey, line up in your gap and whoop the opposing man across from you. They say, you know, run defense. It's not about scheme. It's about mindset. And, and I believe that. I it believe is. that. It's just about one-on-one football. You getting rid of that guy and going and making a play. And if they do decide to double-team you, you don't have to get rid of the guy or shut the guy. Just stand your ground. Don't let those guys get up to the second level on your linebacker. So that's that's part of the problem um, that I had with this defense. And also, we need those second-level defenders, linebackers, safeties that are in the box. You got to get downhill with it. I mean, there was too many times we saw on the All-22 where guys were sitting flat-footed, and I think they were slowed down by the reads. They saw, you know, like you said before, you see too much, you see a little, you see a little, you see a lot. And I think that's what slowed them down a lot, these pulling guards. It was a great scheme by Arizona. Don't get me wrong. It was a great. Got to give them 
credit where credit is due. They slowed this defense down by giving them a lot to look at as far as motions, pulling guards, where the counter is going. So it slowed those second-level defenders down. But you got to get downhill at the end of the day. And when you arrive at the ball carrier, it can't be, you know, let me catch this guy, you know, wrap him up and, and, and let him drag me to the ground. Because we've seen it time and time again with James Conner. Those leaky yardages, they add up. When you fall forward for two to three yards, it ends up being second and five instead of second and eight. Right. And that's a huge difference when you talk about the playbook because offensively you can do much more with second and five rather than second and eight. Second and eight, you've fallen right into Dallas's strength, which is the pass rush. So to me, when you arrive at the ball – at the point of a t- contact, you got to be strong. Drive that guy backwards. I understand it's not going to happen each and every time, but you can't let the majority of the time letting that running back fall forward T- for extra yards. Tell me this. So, um, if you 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 are the offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. right, and you're watching the Dan Quinn defense, right, and you see our down four linemen, what number are you running at? <laughs> and if I see those down four linemen. You gonna running be, at 90? Or you, or I'm like, running at 11. I'm, gonna be, at 11. I'm, I'm running at 11. Right? So, yeah. so until you find out, I think that's why we do a lot of those stunts, stunts when it comes to what, whatever side Mike is on, right? When he's lined up over the three technique and stuff like that, it's harder for him to be able yep. to do that. But if you're lined up at end and he does that, it shortens the edge. And then that linebacker who's playing over there has to be very aware of how fast that ball and the lineman can get up on them because that essentially gives the tackle a, a free go onto mm-hmm. the uh, up to the next level. So that's what makes it difficult, and I think we're going to see a lot of that. If Micah Parsons lines up at the right defensive end, the mm-hmm. offensive left, you're going to see a lot of runs go that way because 90 has been playing hell of a, <laughs> hell of a hey. uh, great football when it comes to the run game. And you made an example, my bad, but you made, you made an example of it, I think it was last week or a couple weeks ago when you talk about that down, down, and around. Okay, so that means a D tackle, the DM, they stunting down one gap. They're going closer to the center. Then the defensive end is going down to the guard, and then you have to have that linebacker wrap around. Yeah, That's extremely hard to do <laughs> defensively. I mean, the only guy that I've seen really master that was, was Sean, Sean Lee. Lee. He was excellent <laughs> at that. He saw that down, down. Oh, let me beat this offensive tackle. That's really hard to do, and I think that's slowing down the second level. But you know, we'll that's, that's, what I, that's what I'm telling you about DeMond Clark. Well, it's yeah. like it's going to be hard for him to be able to pick up on it like a Sean Lee. That's tough. And in his essentially first year of starting. Yeah. And that's my and that's my brings me to my second point. Um when you turn on the all twenty two is it seemed to me like they were the Cardinals were capturing the edges. That's where a lot of those big yardage was coming from. Mm-hmm. Not in the middle of our defense, but on the outside of our defense. And do you attribute that solely to Michael? Because I mean he wasn't you know the Kaiser Sorsay or the defense mm-hmm. when you when you saw these big runs on the outside, but it just seemed like that was something that the Cardinals had just found that, look, they cannot execute us not capturing the edge and getting to the outside. Well, well when you run those stunts, it shortens the edge. Mm-hmm. It, does, it takes away the inside run, and then the running back now sees that these linemen, uh, these defensive linemen are taking up the A and the B gap. So now the C gap is naturally the next spot for you to go. Well, if the lineman is up on the linebacker, now the C gap is walled off, <laughs> right? Yeah, and then yeah. you got a receiver coming in to crack. That's giving you two-way goals all over the place, right? So – which is why we continue to say, if you're going to run those type of stunts, your linebackers have to be ready to come over the top and meet those pulling linemen at the point of attack, not allowing them to get their shoulders upfield. Because once once they get there, you see, for us, if you see a Tyron Smith, a Terrence Steele, or Zach Martin coming around the corner and they square and they're square on you, <laughs> yeah, it's over for you. It's over for you. You got to get them while they're coming uh, horizontally, mm-hmm. knock them off their path, and then you know set the edge right there. And I will say this: when you when we talk about second level defenders, I'm, I'm going to need to see a little bit more out of the, the safeties mm. when, we, when we get this going because. <laughs> 
I understand corners, like, you know, hey, man, they, they get paid to cover. I, you know, yeah. I get that. But the safeties, there was too many times on those edges, you seen they getting reached. And mm-hmm. I think the problem is it's, techn- it's technical where the coaches, I'm sure they'll get them right on this, but you've seen too many times where the safety's on the edge against a tight end, whatever the case may be, they got both arms engaged with them. They're, you know, they're trying to lock them out and trying to shut them. But yeah. you couldn't get those guys are bigger than you. They're yeah. gonna swallow you up, pause. So what you gotta do is you gotta keep that <laughs> one arm free. I mean, yeah. how many times have we seen you it? Where, where, where Coach Bacon, all them guys, mm-hmm. you gotta keep your outside arm free. So at the end of the day, if you do get reached or whatever, it's gonna be a holding call because you got that one arm flailing mm-hmm. out there. They're gonna have to be able to get more into that run support because last week just wasn't it. So when y'all go to when you look at this this Pat's offense and you look at their wide receivers, mm-hmm. and we talked about Bland and I, I listen. No, yeah, no, I don't want y'all no, no, with no. that one. I We're feel, going I to defer to yeah, you. Yeah, We're going to defer to you no. because this is this is a matchup that when you look at the Pats' offense in their wide receiver room, they got Juju Smith Schuster, still mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. super born. Okay, I'm born. My man, born. Yeah. And you you have tight ends in Hunter Henry. Uh, you have Gasecki from my, Mike Gasecki mm-hmm. from Rez, Miami. Rez on. You know so. Obviously, last week, the wide receiver, when we talked about the wide receivers, nobody thought anything of the wide receivers. And next thing you know, these guys are free down the field mm-hmm. with big gains. When you look at these wide receivers versus the Cowboys uh, defense backs, this second level that you're talking about, what do you think about this matchup and, and how do you prevent those big plays from happening? Well, when we look at the matchup, uh, what receivers, you know, Pat- Patriots receiver versus Cowboys defense, I think this is a game where Gilmore should be able to shine as far as his one-on-one matchup. Um, as we've seen, this isn't the 2019 Gilmore. This isn't defensive player of the year Gilmore. He's lost a little bit of a step, um, and, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. You're going to have that with age, but he's still technically sound at the line of scrimmage. I don't really see anybody for the Patriots off the top of my head that's just a burner, that's just going to you know give you like Hollywood Brown was able to just run away from you. I don't see that you know style with the offense. you got a Juju Smith-Schuster. Man, I'll butcher his last name. <laughs> yeah. But um, he's more of a possession guy. He's more of a guy that's going to hit you with that intermediate, that short routes, and I think Gilmore can handle that. Born, he's a little, he got a little bit of speed over there. We saw him burn digs was that last speed, year yeah. on a double move. So that's the guy, you know, deep threat. That's the guy I would lean towards. But overall, I see this as a good matchup for the Dallas Cowboys to get back on track secondary wise. But you can't give Mac Jones too much time back there. I mean, he's not the most mobile guy, but he's accurate and he can pick apart a defense if you give him time. So we're going to need that pass rush from the first two weeks when they went against New- the New York teams. Yes. How they were all over harassing guys. Mm-hmm. But we all know in order to get that pass rush, you got to earn the right, which is stop in the run, which is going to be a feat this week. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I don't feel as, of course, I don't feel as confident as I felt when Trayvon Diggs was in the game yeah, yeah. because you automatically just see how much stuff he covers up. And I'm not talking about running game. I'm just saying, hey, man, don't throw over the at seven because if you do it, might, he might take it back to the house mm-hmm. and that'll be a score for our defense. Like you said, Stefan, I still feel that uh, Deron Bland played the best of our DB group okay. uh, in that game. Mm-hmm. Technique-wise, love him when he's in the press technique because he gets his hands on them and he done, he disrupts their timing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I enjoy watching that. But I still think that this is going to be a test for us. Yeah. right. I, th- I think it's going to be a test because I think we're going to have to put a lot of effort into stopping the run. And that opens you up to play action yes. and man-to-man coverage. All right? And play action, you essentially by yourself unless we start running cover two and cover three yes. it, that often. And then man-to-man, it's just you and them. And yeah. Mike Jones can't complete passes. Yeah, all right, so we're not. We're, we're not. I want to sit and act like we can't. Born, we know Juju can catch can, uh, mm-hmm. can catch some balls. He's he's a serviceable wide receiver, yes. and I think we have serviceable defensive backs yep. <laughs> back there. That, so yeah. I still think it's going to be. 
it's going to be a, a nice matchup for us. We should win it if we do what we're supposed to do in stopping the run. But I, it's still going to be interesting to watch to see fun. how we – one, how we respond from what happened to us last week anyways. <laughs> so <laughs> good to think, see what we have moving forward in the season. Do you think that offensive coordinators now that they've seen that Stephon Gilmore has lost that step are going to start to circle him a little bit more? Because now when you with Diggs, you had a tandem where – Hey, if you wanted to travel a guy like Diggs, you could and just allow for Stefan to do his thing. Mm -hmm. But now with, with what you're talking about with, with him and you guys being around the NFL as long as you have, does that worry you have any concern, especially on the other side when you have such an inexperienced guy? Yeah, nah, listen, I don't think people are crazy enough to start going at Stefan Gilmore like that. Nah. He ain't lost that much of a yeah, step. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it ain't he, that much of a no, drop no, no. off. He's, okay. he's, he's seen enough route concepts to where if you lose a step, he can still jump dig routes, jump yeah. comeback routes. They not finna try him like that. Just last year, he was out there picking off Dak Prescott. That's true. So he ain't lost that much for them to be like, all right, this the guy we're going to go at. The thing is, they won't be scared to take that shot, but they won't be out in there scheming to say, this mm -hmm. is what we're going to do to get to get at 21. I don't think I don't think you're going to see that happening because he still he he was another guy in there tackling, filling holes, filling gaps, you know what I'm saying, making sure that the running game was up what as best as he could. And also the passes that we saw get caught on him, they were defended pretty well. Yeah, he was right there. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. It Even was, that touchdown, he was right. Like he yeah, he, yeah. He, uh, you know, if I was coaching, I would say stick your hand out yeah, there, yeah. don't swap. But that, yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was, it was, a, it was, man, the pass was so low. I mean, it was like, a hell of a pass. You know, a hell of a pass. They not they not gonna be picking on the guy. He's still he's still a great cornerback. So I'm not I'm not worried about that. But I tell you what, I want to talk about next Mac Jones. Hmm. Who? Who? Mac Jones. <laughs> we got to talk about him because this defense has been feast or famine when it comes down to interceptions. We're gonna need to get some of these on Sunday, mm -hmm. and we'll talk about that next on the Players Lounge. Thank you, sir. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Hi, I'm Danny McCray, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and pataya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL Collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash hugoboss, at hugoboss.com, and at boss retail stores. Hashtag be your own boss. We got big personalities. We got big hair, big belt buckles. We got fans all across this big state and enemies in every other one. We even got a big star on the 50-yard line. Smirnoff knows football is a wee thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks home or away, we rally together, we cry together, and we always rally cry together because, most of all, we got big love for them boys. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the Players' Lounge. Cowboys win start before kickoff with winning pregame festivities. Grab all you need to have a winning Cowboys tailgate all season long at the nearest pro shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com, a fanatics experience. I don't know about y'all, but I PTSO. I'm, every Sunday, I got my Cowboy gear on. Mm, you know, ready so to roll. Huh? Ready to roll. Right. That's how I do my LSU stuff. That's how you do it on That's Saturdays? Do it on Saturday? Hey, man. I'm wearing it all I got day. Somebody, y'all got, we got old Mrs. Hey man, listen, y'all, y'all want to get on the bandwagon? I got t-shirts for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Little lanyards, you know, whatever y'all need. I'll take care of y'all. You bounce back real quick, boy, because after that Florida State game, you had no grease for nobody, and now you back. Yeah, man. Y'all played Grambling. Y'all played Grambling. Had a few. We put up seventy on Grambling, looking like Miami Dolphins out there. You know what I'm saying? With a, with a 70 on them. Yeah, we did. just beat Mississippi State. Played the Louisiana you know Classic. Yeah, we feeling, we feeling good about how we, how we rolling also, right now. We also got a shot at the, S, at the SEC, right? Yeah, yeah we yeah. sure do. We got Bama yeah. on the We got Bama on the list. We still got A&M that? on the list. How I feel about it right now? Bama, this probably, Bama is like Dion right now. Hey, yeah. this is the worst we're going to be, so you yeah, better get us now. Everybody going to take their shot. <laughs> that's how they looking right now, so I'm all right. I'm feeling good. Boys looking their chops. But we beat Bama last year. Don't forget that. We went to the SEC Championship. We got smoked by Georgia, but, you know, Georgia was on a whole other level last year. It was unreal last so, year. So, and that's Brian, it was a Brian Kelly first year? Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I got confidence in the guy like that, yeah, but, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an LSU like guy. I'm an right LSU guy. I'm an LSU guy, man. Yeah. <laughs> but we just went <laughs> in accent. Come on, dog. Wait, wait. What you doing, Come Kelly? Come on, man. Oh, Kelly, chill out, man. <laughs> hey, we waiting on you to take us down there, man. Man, November. That That's trip. what they say, November. You, you, I told you about this years, years, years. You said November, I said November. If you ain't booked, then you ain't going. I'm just telling you. Well, you got money, so. But we're going to talk about Mac Jones, somebody else with some, some messy monies. Uh, yeah, Mac Jones, money. Money. Mac Jones is, is uh, I don't know, man. He's one of those quarterbacks that he's like, he's hot and cold. Mm-hmm. Like sometime, Last year, last season, he had his moments. This year, not getting off to a great start. But this Cowboys defense is at their, at their best versus any quarterback when they are generating those turnovers and getting mm-hmm. sacks. Let me tell you something about Mac Jones. This is what, what, you know what I see when I see Mac Jones? What do you see? I see that Tom Brady left, okay? Bill Belichick been around the league for a long time. He was remembering, remembering Tom Brady, remembering Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. and they went and drafted a prototype <laughs> when the rest of the league was out there going after Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, athletic, them, athletic guys, <laughs> and he's one of the few – not non-athletic quarterbacks. Yeah. Him, Kirk Cousins, uh, you know. That might the, be the, it. The, yeah. <laughs> that might be <laughs> it. Stop right there. And, they, and, 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 and you stuck with a guy who's mm-hmm. not as athletic as the rest of the league, and he's pretty much, you know, <laughs> just in the pocket. He's Stagger. a pocket guy. Yeah. But he's not as great of a passer as those guys who, who they had hoped mm-hmm. he would be like. So, for us, I'm like, okay, Mac Jones is good. We should beat him. Um, we seen that if if you make a mistake like Trayvon did last year on a double move, he'll make you pay. Yeah. But as far as 
us being able to create some pressure and forcing him to do some stuff where you say, all right, this is a team, this is a team that we should get some interceptions off of if yeah. if we force them to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones and the Patriots are, are them. Yeah. Are them. But but Bill Belichick is smart enough to say, we're gonna run it 60 times and let them and let them throw it four. Yeah. Right? And those four times we're gonna take a shot. And if it work, it work. If not, if not. But if you don't make us throw it, we're not gonna throw the ball. So it's on us to, you know, force them to put the games in Mac Jones' hands. Yeah, 100%. I mean, they're going to have to force him, you know, to talk him into interceptions like we've seen before when you get to Mac Jones. Um, But to me, like I've always said, you're going to have to earn the right to do that. Like you said with Bill Pelichick, we know coming into this game, he's not going to put it on Mac Jones' shoulders out there at all. He understands that if you go, you know, position, position, skill for skill, Dallas is the better team. They're the more talented team than the Patriots. But when you talk about scheme-wise, Bill's going to get the most out of those players. So it just depends on which Cowboys team is going to come in. Are you going to be that team that's going to be hungry, hunting throughout the entire game? Or is it going to be that team that we saw last week that kind of looked confused when when you talk about the running scheme and all that? So we know Bill Belichick has two downhill runners, Stevenson and Elliott. And you know we're going to get the best version of Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, (laughs) these past couple years, he hasn't looked like the guy we've seen before. But coming back to Dallas, going against your old teammates, you're going to get the best version of Zeke. And Stevenson, we know, another downhill guy. Very similar to James Conner, which we played last week. And we saw the success he was able to have. So to me, this is is, less about Mac Jones out there than it is – the defense earning the right to get after Mac Jones. I just, I just, I don't want to see Mac Jones get comfortable back there and start slanging that thing all over the place because we know once he gets his confidence up, he has that ability. Like he's not the greatest, but he has that ability to carve you up. And I don't want to give this team confidence at all because because once they get confidence, they're gonna start rolling. You'll see Judon on the other side. Right. That. You'll see Gonzalez. You'll see those guys start rolling. So we got to stomp this team out quick, fast, and in a hurry. But you can't, no confidence. But you can't change your spots. It, it, for this defense, that's who you are. You play an aggressive style. That you you want to generate sacks and turnovers. Mac Jones has been sacked six times this season. Okay, has thrown two interceptions. I'm looking at that sack to interception ratio, not great, but not bad. Mm-hmm. And for your Cowboys defense, this is a guy that obviously, if you make force him into some decisions, he'll pat the ball a little bit. Oh, yeah. he's not oh, like yeah. Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady was getting one one thousand two, mm-hmm. and that thing's gone. So, I mean, you talk about earning the right to rush the passer; they're gonna do that anyway. You yeah, know, so that's what got him in well, trouble. Well, yeah, I'm about to say you trouble. out there trying to rush the pass on on a rundown, and and, and that's what happens. All right, when you like I said, when you see these guys running these spike techniques and and, and they got they they shoulder dipped and, yeah, they, and they're they trying get to get skinny, out, they yeah, because you, you think oh you finna slide right past and you are gonna get you a little sack. It's not gonna happen. You know, it's not gonna happen. Uh, football, <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and you're right when you. When, <laughs> Listen, they got they, they do have to earn the right. They do have to because I'm telling you, if not, it's going to be a lot of Ezekiel Elliott and Stevenson, and they're going to do it until the game is over. Before you know it, you're going to be like, man, we had the ball four times. We couldn't Time get our possession. defense off the yeah, field yeah. because we sat out there and let them get three, four yards of carry, and they took it every every time. Three, four yards. Boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones might throw it for five or six, you know what I'm saying, to get the first down. But other than that, they're going to they gonna put the game in Ezekiel Elliott and Stevenson's hands and then depend on their defense because our offense has not shown that we finna get out there and be world beaters and, you know, and, and, and score 40 points. Let me ask you guys something. You guys have, have played at AT&T Stadium, and this is the 15th season, I believe, at AT&T Stadium for the Dallas Cowboys. Sunday could be their 10th home win, all right? And historically, people have looked at AT&T Stadium, well, 
fans around the NFL have looked at AT&T Stadium as a destination place. Not even like it belongs to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a tourist attraction. <laughs> you want to come in. Yeah, and, facts, and, and now the Cowboys are starting to have a little bit of a home field advantage feel mm-hmm. at at AT&T, how big do you guys think that is for this team specifically if they are able to kind of turn the tide with the, the crowd at AT&T Stadium and have that legit home field advantage? I think it'll be it will be huge because I, I'm telling you when when you got you know the crowd on your back and you got these guys you're like, going crazy. It, it kind of pumps you up, especially defensive side of the football. When you get a big hit, ooh, the crowd, I mean, it, it pumps you up and it gets your adrenaline rolling. It's sometimes so loud in there. You see opposing quarterbacks kind of like going like this, like, mm-hmm. I can't hear the audible. I can't. Man, the team feeds into that. You see guys on the sideline waving the flags and waving the tiles around offensively, defensively. You feed into that. That's what you want to have when you have home field advantage out there. Early on in my career, when we were playing at AT&T, it wasn't like that. It was more of like a a club atmosphere. Like, you know, people was wearing, you know, dresses and stuff that they wear to the club. People had their flyest fits on. It wasn't about the football game. It was more about a social atmosphere. So what we didn't really have that home field advantage. Now you see those whiteouts. You see the tiles flying all over the place and that's what you want from a from a home field advantage so hopefully the Cowboys can can keep rolling so this off just this home field advantage can keep staying because they gonna need it they gonna need it this is what I know man listen that's why they giving Zeke his uh whatever they the gonna give him at the, at the thing because <laughs> you're right when we played we was almost begging the fans to come out man, and get loud please hey man we I'm talking about players are like yeah hey, it's just not that loud in there and we was you know, oh man, our fans. You know, they just chilling and relaxing. And now the two one four, since the two one four, jumping at the kettlebell, doing all that stuff. Now you got more of a college type atmosphere yes. versus yes. that professional. You know, the, it's, it's expensive to come here, so the expensive people are going to be here acting expensive. And now it's <laughs> and now it's, hey man, hey hey, college atmosphere. Let's go get a beer. Let's, Let's go it. crazy. You see people running through. They always got that video of the people running through when they open the they gates. Run that, that's, the, that's the college atmosphere, yeah, right? These people. Yeah are ready to see the Cowboys play, and that's because they believe that there's a chance for these teams to win. When we play, it's 8-8, eight 8-8, 8-8, eight, 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 mm-hmm. eight, right? And then mm-hmm. Zeke and them got here, and it's 12-4, and 13-3. When your fans believe yeah. that they're there and they're helping you win with a possibility of going to the Super Bowl, going to the playoffs, that's where you it's get huge. that type of atmosphere, and it's huge, man. Just like Church said, it is – just to hear it, right? Mm-hmm. You make a play personally. You make a yep. play yourself. That gives you more confidence to be like, oh, yeah, we we, we here now, yes, right? Or that first kickoff, right? And mm-hmm. they, they get real loud. You know that the fans are there to play, so now you owe it to them in your mind. Like, I got to go out here and show out. Got it wrong. What's the, what's the craziest stadium that you guys can, can think of, think back on? Oh, NFL? No, 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 NFL. You got 300,000 over there. It's Seattle. Ooh. Yeah, Seattle. Seattle, baby. Man, man. They ain't lying about Seattle. Seattle is loud. Kansas City's loud too, mm-hmm. but we played when Seattle was out there winning. So man, man that sh- thing, man, they, they it's some the twelfth man. The 12 man is real. It's legit. It's real. Like, it, you feel like when you're out there, like the stadium's right on top of your head. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's so loud. You can't even hear yourself think. You're looking at signals, and you're like, wait, I can't I can't even see the signals because it's so loud. Like, like it, you're it's, shaking it. Yeah, like, what is going on? And I, like, Seattle to me is number one, played in both spots, but Kansas City as well. That's, a, that's another one. When you, <laughs> when they finish that national anthem and it goes, home of the Chiefs, like, it's just the whole stadium is just rocking. Like, yeah. it, man, that's, that's a crazy. Atmosphere. Those are the two to me 
that are most resemblance of the of the college atmosphere. Like ain't nothing going on in Kansas City. Yeah, nothing going on in Kansas City. Everybody's out there from yeah. 8 a.m. You driving in, you get you know people throwing eggs at your bus. Like it's one yeah. of those atmospheres, man. It, it's 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 a cool place to play. <laughs> we wait on the game all week. Monday, <laughs> <laughs> like, we ain't got nothing to do to the Chiefs play at home again. <laughs> They've been drinking since 5 a.m. I mean, it's going it's going down. Tailgate off the chain. <laughs> what was it like going from from uh, the Cowboys to Chicago Soldier Field? Uh, how, what was the difference between those two? Well, I mean, come on, give it No? I'll tell you what it was in Duval. Tell me what it was in Duval, man, because this guy right here. Bro, we were 5 and 11. Okay, then we were Bro, after the first game, dog, after the first game, bro, it was it was just a normal, it's just a normal thing. It's just like it wasn't anything special. But, you know, as the season went on, they knew we weren't winning no games. Okay. We, we was hoping they ran the clock. <laughs> I'm sitting out like, man, come on, I'm trying to get out of here, dog. I'm trying to move on back to Texas. Was it like at kickoff, this, it wasn't even full? They were still coming in. 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 Now, they was excited on week one, okay? Jay Cutler, mm-hmm. Forte, uh, Martellus, Alshon Jeffrey. You oh, know, they, they was, yeah, they was, yeah. They, they was, they was hyped in. But as the season went on, you could tell. Mm-hmm. That was that. It was a wrap. That was that. Mm-hmm. What about Duval? No, Duval, it was, it was cool. It wasn't nothing like the atmosphere here in Dallas. But because um, early on, the stadium wasn't even full. That kickoff. They had to put the tarp up on the upper levels because no. they was like. They had the jacuzzi up there. Because <laughs> no. the fans wasn't coming in. Because they was like, oh, it's going to be another one of these seasons. But as we started winning, we started, you know, putting the, putting the beating on people. The fans started coming in. The tarp went away. You know, they started doing shots at the upper stands and people going crazy. But it was still nothing compared to Dallas, though. Well, that Duval chant was real, though. Duval. I didn't, I didn't know y'all had – because I didn't know anything about Jacksonville mm-hmm. and they stayed because <laughs> I never wanted to watch the game. And then one time I did see them, they had the – is it a pool or a jacuzzi? Yeah, it's, like a, it's like a long jacuzzi like a pool. Long, I was I like, think it's long, too. I'm like, what church at? <laughs> they out there playing volleyball and that thing. I'm <laughs> looking up like, hold on. Yeah, then the hillbillies get out. Dude over there like, hey, throw me a beer. And I'm like, what? What is going on? That is crazy. Picks, y'all ready for your Thursday night picks? Oh yeah, you ready for it? Mm-hmm. All right, so we go get our Thursday night picks. Uh, Nui's already sent his picks in, so I don't know what the record is looking like, but I'm feeling good. I think I'm. I know, know I'm good. I, I should be. Mm-hmm. I should I'm be good, pretty man. good. So everybody, so everybody good. I'm in the catbird seat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so everybody good. Everybody can't be good. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, we're gonna Somebody take our We're gonna <laughs> take our last break. We're gonna take our last break. We'll be right back for the last segment of the Players Lounge. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites in a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. 
The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL Collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash Hugo Boss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. We got big personalities. We got big hair, big belt buckles. We got fans all across this big state and enemies in every other one. We even got a big star on the 50-yard line. Smirnoff knows football is a wee thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks home or away, we rally together. We cry together, and we always rally cry together because, most of all, we got big love for them boys. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. Back to the Players' Lounge. Your Dallas Cowboys head to Santa Clara to take on the 49ers in Week 5 of the 2023 season. Come out to Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium on October 8th for a free watch party presented by 7-Eleven. Cheer on the boys alongside the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and Rowdy while enjoying a $5 Miller Lite barbecue, game day fair, and more. Gates open at 6 p.m. and kickoff is 7:20. For more information and to claim your ticket, visit DallasCowboys.com slash Watch party. Go Cowboys. Hey, so so AFC <laughs> and NFC player of the months. I saw okay. that. I mean, Michael yeah. Parsons, TJ Watt. It's getting real. And I bet, I bet it was like this between mm-hmm. TJ and uh Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. It's gonna be a hell of a race, man. I yeah. mean, it's, I mean, if they all stay healthy, knock if they all stay healthy, they go. My, my, my man, my man, my man. man. See, see what see where we're going with this? That, 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 this Mason them fault. That's what it is. That's Back in is. action here on the players' lounge, Danny McCray, Barry Church over here, and, and look in this last segment. How we do, man. We pick on Thursdays, then Friday. Y'all get some trick bets in there, you know, and some not bets, excuse me, no bets. Deals. Uh, Deals. <laughs> deal or no deal. Deal or no deal. <laughs> That's what go. we do. There you go. Uh, but this third, today's, uh, tonight's game is the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. Bay Packers. Mm. Division matchup. Division matchup. That's true. Green Bay coming off a of victory versus the Saints. They pulled it out. Yeah, Jameis got hurt. I mean, uh, Jameis got in the game. Jameis was in Jam- Jam- Jameis, Jameis. Jameis got in the game. Well, Crab legs. Eat <laughs> <laughs> the wins. He the funniest dude to leave who doesn't try to be funny. Like, <laughs> you know, he's serious. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. so, how y'all feel about this game tonight? Oh. I, I just want to make this clear, okay? I believe that Dan Campbell has done something spectacular over there in Detroit because okay. we remember look, Detroit was 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 something with Calvin Johnson mm. and, uh, oh, and yeah. Matthew Stafford. Mm. All right, but you never really just believed that they was going to actually mm. make no noise when the division stuff like that because, you know, I had the Packers over there. Mm. This year, I Caldwell, feel like... Caldwell I, won the division, this, right? This, you yeah, didn't believe, no, the, you, yeah. didn't, you didn't believe that. Okay. At, you didn't believe that mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. This year, at going into the season, I believe that Green Bay will not win the, the NFC North and it will go to Detroit. Oh. And also, my former college teammate, Kelvin Shepard, is a linebacker coach there. Might have seen him on hard knocks, yeah, you know, my linebacker coach. So I got an extra reason to be pulling for the Detroit Lions. And I think they're going to win the division. I think they're going they're going to beat Green Bay tonight. And it ain't going to be close. What's the score? What's the score? 31-17. Jared Goff is going to have a day. In Green Bay? Gibbs will have a day. I need Gibbs to have a day. I do need Yes. 
DC. Ooh, oh, man. So, so is it uh, St. St. Brown or whatever? He's going to have a day. Is he playing a day, though? I don't know. Hutchinson going to have a day. Well, they all like, everybody, gonna out, it's going to be some days Ooh, had. It's going to be a career day. Out on the limb. No, 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 no. It ain't no limb. They went out there to Kansas City and beat them at home opener. That's true. That's, that, that's the team that beat them. Break it down. Man, I'm going to go ahead. And, it's in Green Bay, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brother Will. Brother Will over there. What's up, Brother Will? <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go with Detroit on this one. Uh, I like, you know, everything Danny said about them. They are hitting on all cylinders. Um <laughs> But I gotta, but I'm gonna go Detroit on this one. I'm gonna go Detroit, even though Love has looked good. And, you know, yes, replacing Aaron Rodgers, he has looked good so defense far. Defense looking year. good. Defense looking good. Turn taking Rashawn them all Garrett, the way. Garrett, he's smacking. He's smacking he, he he smack boys out the head. Mm-hmm. Um, what y'all thinking? I'm going Detroit. Twenty eight. He like to say all that positive stuff about the other teams, just so you can tell them. Just like <laughs> chop you up. Twenty eight to. 2017. 28-17, Detroit. 2817. Both of y'all going with 17. All right. Detroit basketball. So um, go ahead. Pick pick against. Go ahead. Yeah. You believe in them, huh? Because they play the whole Lambo leave, all that. Go ahead. You gotta make up some ground. You know, too. I do. He watching them on TV too. That's what I do. Is. Like, I oh, do. they pulled out the win. Like, we, out I'm the watching win. it. That defense and now I'm going with Detroit on this you one. I ain't, ain't going to play that. Ain't nobody no stop Detroit. It's I know. so cold I'm, in the D. Yeah, I'm going 21, 21, 10. Mm. 21, okay. 10. 21, 10 Detroit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 21, 10. Okay. Uh, uh, on that one, man. 21, 10. Make sure I put this down for this. Because make sure it counts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you got to count. See, y'all, hey, man, y'all just threw that one out there. Don't Come on. Let the people at home know what we're talking about. Everybody's talking about me picking Colorado and telling them that they're not believers. But I'm going to go back and rewind the tape because I could have swore it was just, like, hey, what do you think about what's going on this weekend? I don't I don't know, you know, know it, was like, what a, it was one of those kind of things where you do this hand motion. Go watch the tape. One of New Year's. New Year's. Hey. So what do you think about go, go, go watch the tape. I think we talked about Dion for the first three weeks of the season. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we all we all did our picks on. You were that. never we actually again. on board anyway. That, let's just say that you oh. were never a believer that, to the beginning. Oh, I, I, I believe he's gonna go undefeated. I believe he's no. gonna make them better. I tell y'all what, y'all ain't said nothing about this Kool Aid in about about a week. Now. No, no, I said it's still, still sugar Kool Aid. Some Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah, I'm just making sure y'all yeah, still doing the Kool Aid, man. It's not right. Red zone. Yeah, you know, I scooped out a, 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 little, a little bit sugar too. Cause, yeah, yeah, because you know, red zone. Yeah. Red zone took you a little because it was about saying. four cups of sugar in there. Okay. I'm just saying, man. Now it's about three and a half three cups three of sugar. Right, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, so I got to ask this. Keep it real with me, man. Okay. Yeah, there are no must win situations in week four of the NFL season. Not for us. Not. F- yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm saying. Because <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Lose versus win, especially with the 49ers next on the docket. How big is this game for the Cowboys, win or lose? It, uh, it's big if you plan on winning the division because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you're going to play San Francisco. Well, actually, winning the number one seed. You're going to play San Francisco. You got the Eagles twice. They undefeated. All of a sudden, you go into with two losses, Mm-mm. right? And going into San Francisco, possibly getting number three. Yeah. You need to win if you want to keep pace with the other uh, successful teams in the NFC, but it's not a must win. Like, you lose this game, you still could make the playoffs. Everything's still ahead of you, but y- your chances are, are sl- much slimmer if you find a way to lose to the Patriots it hard on and then have to go in with a pressure game mm-hmm. against San Francisco in San Fran. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a must win because, like y'all said, it's, it's week four. You still got a lot of games left out there, but – with confidence wise, uh, I would I would expect the Cowboys to go out there and at least have a better performance than they did against the Cardinals. Like if they went out against the Cardinals and they lost to, 
you know, 17-14 game or something like that where one side of the football, excluding special teams, one side of the football really showed out, then I'd be like, ah, you know, it happens. Those losses happen. But when you go against the Cardinals team and you lose the way they lost where only the special teams had was the bright spot, you know, defensively, 222 yards, offensively, turning the football over, can't get it done in the red zone. Those are the type of losses where you look at it like, hold on, man, we got to get we got to get this thing together. So to me, this week is not a must win. But they got to play better as far as the confidence is concerned. What's most important? Like, is it most important for us to to show that we've gotten better at stopping the run? Like, because as you go through the season, you say, okay, we're going to play teams, right? And if you play bad against the team or you put something on tape that needs to be corrected, and then you go into the next week and find out it's not corrected, right. then you start to believe, oh, well, you know what? This is, this is who we are. Mm, <laughs> so yeah. you go into this game, and it is important to win, but it's very important for you to show that you've gotten better at at whatever phases you say you're working on. That's red zone and that's run defense. All right. So that's what I feel like is the most important here. Are we getting better in the uh and the things that we consider our weakness on the team. And, yeah. and, and I'm going to keep it real, man. Like, when you talk about stopping the run, that interior, it's not all on Mozzie Smith. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not all on Mozzie Smith. Smith. Or, yeah. All on the D-line. It's just not How all many snaps he got the first? It ain't we all know it ain't all on him. It ain't all on him. It ain't. <laughs> but at right, some right. point. Your first round, they got to show up. Okay, yes. As some, I mean, we, we've gone down the line before. We've seen first round pick after first round pick. The only one that didn't hit really was Taco, Taco Charlton. Right. At some point, he's got to come in there and make an impact. That's what they got him here for, you know, for, for him to go out there and, and solidify that rush defense. So I'm not saying it's all on him, but I'd like to see the young man step up out there. Yeah, I think that, I mean, you got you definitely hit it when it comes down to the run game. That's something that the Cowboys have to get better at. But I think bigger than that, this red zone stuff has to get fixed. Mm. It, it, I mean, you got to fix that right now. It's not it's not going to be enough to run up and down the field if you're only trading field goals with teams. And man, the, the criticism that they're getting early is warranted because you look at what two of whatever it is in the red zone right now. It's 11, 13, whatever. It's it's a it's getting astronomical as you go. And when you start to exchange those field goals with teams, I mean, they're going to start playing a bend, don't break style, which you, which you started to see. Yeah. Arizona started to play. Mm-hmm. Two safeties high. We'll let you get all the way down there, and then we just go, swoop. We're going to swing mm-hmm. this thing back down, and then we're going to start to stop the run. But, man, I, final question for you guys. And as I was talking about the 49ers on, looming here, you know, coaches always talk about this is a week-to-week thing. We don't ever look ahead. But as, as players, do you ever start looking ahead to the next week when, you talk, when you're looking at an opponent? Not after getting stomped like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they may have been last week. Mm-hmm. Right? So. When, when you start off that way and you say, okay, the big dogs of the NFC are us, uh, Philly, and the 49ers, and we got them coming up at their house, and they beat us twice in the playoffs over the last two years. You could be. But then after you go out there and lose to, to Arizona, then you kind of, you know, you, you're humbled and you're like, you know what? Can't make that mistake again, if that was the case. Because mm-hmm. I think I think since we got our scheme that way and then the, the level of effort, I don't think you just, you know, <laughs> Can't. just slept walk. Yeah. I think there, there were some things that you needed to fix in order to be the team that you hoped to be. So, nah, they ain't, they're not looking. They're, they're not, I don't think we're ready for that yet. We need to go out here and make sure that our run game is right. Because CMC, Christian McCaffrey, Oh, they're going to run it. Yeah, Debo? Yeah. Oh, they're going to run it. Yeah, they're coming to town, man, and, and I'm with you. I think, you know, it happens every year with, you know, teams. You get to a point where you're thinking, oh, man, you know, we got it. You know, you start feeling yourself just a little bit, and then, boom, you get that reality check. I mean, it's National Football League. You know, these guys are good on the other side of the football. So, I'm glad the reality check happened early in the season, 
and not towards the end, and then we stumble into the playoffs like we have these past couple of years. So I'm glad it happened now, and hopefully Dan Quinn, like we say, we all trust in Dan Quinn. Hopefully he can get this thing right, and the defense can roll. We all again. trust. Yeah, three. Cause you made him wait two years before you was like, all right, Dan Quinn. So Dan Quinn, I trust, I trust in Dan Quinn. Okay, y'all, y'all, right. y'all, y'all, yeah, okay, I trust right. in Dan all Quinn. Right. He, he gonna run, get this thing right, but you know, the run defense, the run defense for me is starting to be a bugaboo, and especially, and I asked y'all about this because I can't lie to you, man. I'm San Francisco's knocked us out of the playoffs two years in a row, and for me, I'm looking at that game like, how do we measure up? Going through because we know what Philly's going to bring. We know the rest of the the season and the type of running backs that we still have to face. So look, man, that's uh, I'm looking ahead. Let me just say that I was hoping y'all. Like, no, they better not be. They better not be. They better not be. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with that. Uh, man, we had a good show today. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a, hey man, that was a good show today. Hey, um, talk, if you want to fix these Reds on issues, there's only one person you got to call. Y'all West man. Just give him a call. Hey, Just on. give him a call. Hey, Go ahead and right, say, hey, you know what? We're we, we going to watch, watch them this week, too. What happened? We're going to watch them this week. Hey, Everything hey, was going so good. Chris Beam in the back, man. Thank Holla you for doing him. your thing, homeboy. Man, let me give a shout-out to my hood, Oak Cliff, Texas. We're in the building. Oak Cliff. All right, man. Appreciate y'all. That's the Players Lounge. Call him up. 305. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?